Welcome to Wrestling is Hard, where every week we talk about AEW, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Stardom, and all the news and views of the past week. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Hard Number 4 Wrestling. Email questions and complaints at wrestlingishard at gmail.com. I'm Jim. This week we are taking a week off from recording live because the Chris's house is being ripped apart. Um, he can't wash his dog. Um, I'm painting my house because my wife's out of town for the week. So, uh, yeah, a little bound up, a little tied up. Uh, you know, real world interrupts with what we do to have fun. So instead, <clears throat> next week we're going to be covering Stardom's All-Star Grand Queendom. Uh, it happened last weekend, this past weekend that just passed. Uh, I highly recommend you check it out. It was very good. We will uh, cover that next week. It is av- will be available as of tomorrow morning, which would be Wednesday morning um, on Stardom World. It's like $8.00. And you get to watch whatever the hell you want from Stardom in the last, you know, 10 to 15 years, 12 years that been, they've been around. So, um, yeah, check that out because we're going to review that next week. But uh, we are going to, this week, we're going to replay our review of 2022's Stardom uh, Dream Queendom show. Uh, it was a spectacular show from the end of last year that kind of culminated all Stardom storylines. And then next week, we will also cover some news coming out of Stardom, some stuff coming up out of Stardom, and also any other news that comes out with the the other professional wrestling uh, feds. So, um, yeah, check this out. Listen up. Uh, we'll be back live next week. And uh, thanks for listening, as always. And uh, see you later. Welcome to Wrestling is Hard, where every side is the dark side of the ring. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at hard4wrestling. Email questions and complaints at wrestlingishard at gmail.com. I'm Jim. Brandon, Chris. Hello, Brandon. What up? Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year, yes. Resolutions? You got any? Do I have any resolutions? Nothing that interesting. I'm going to try to get down from about 185 where I'm at now to 170, hopefully. I was like 195 a couple months ago. Uh, get a job. That would be big. I've been oh, unemployed yeah. for, for almost half a year at this point. So let's let's uh, start with those two. <laughs> Chris, How about you? Chris, how's your resolutions looking? I don't do I make resolutions? I don't make resolutions. I did. No, I did. No, I was thinking about one today. I have to uh, just get all this shit. My we have a we have a business plan and, and I have a very, I think, a, a good business plan. And uh, I was flipping through, uh, you know, reels. And I don't know if you're aware who uh, Gary Vaynerchuk is. He's uh, you know, you probably know he is, right, Brian? Yeah. Yeah. So all these guys, I'm not one of these guys that follows the uh, is really stoked by inspirational speeches. But I will listen to people who are who are successful and how they think. That's a different story. I don't I don't get like, you know, you walk in the sand, two men walking, one makes it and sun and beach. Yeah, I, I don't buy into that shit. But um. So and he said, he said, you know, if you if you're lucky enough to have and I happened to see this video this morning, he said, if you're lucky enough to have um, uh, to really enjoy something that you're good at, then just be fucking tunnel vision uh, on that. And that's pretty much my just just keeping that thought in the back of my head. It's just to not get kind of knocked off course, you know, because I had. Goals that weren't able to be met, blah, blah, blah. But fuck it, you just keep going through it. But other than that, and that got really fucking serious for five minutes, five seconds there. So I apologize. The, um, you know, there's a, who is it? I think it's somebody said said this. Actually, a pro wrestler said this. She said, uh, 
you know, if you have goals and you fail at your goals, that's not failing. No. Not trying is failing. I think that was Steve Regal, wasn't it, with that big speech he gave when he was talking about things? I don't know. You posted one years ago. The shit he was talking about. Yeah, and I think that was in it. Yeah, you got to try. Yeah, you just got to keep going. If you don't try, then you failed. Then you failed. Yeah. Trying something and doing it and not being able to, to do it is not failing. You tried. So I'm going to try to do nothing. Sure. No, I, um, I'm going to try to fail. <laughs> it's, be so you know, you successful. get to a certain age and the resolu- the you know, New Year's resolutions aren't like lose weight and stuff like that. It's more like, oh, well, retirement fund. Got to work on that. Got to get my kid started on her retirement fund. Yeah. It's a bit more boring, but it's like the darkness is closing on. The light at the end of the tunnel is death, and it's coming soon. Yeah. And somebody's got to clean up the mess when you're gone, so you got to make sure that you're set up for it because you're not going to last forever. Yeah, we know we know somebody who's going through that, cleaning up that mess when you're gone, and it from an, as an outsider looking in, it is not fun. Yeah, it's not fun. So uh, no, that was funny you mentioned that because I actually did think of one, and that was when we were um, when we were, you know, we've been through this a few times. I was telling you about this about getting the loan to buy the truck mm. out of the lease, and I'm looking through stuff, and I'm like, dude, how the fuck did you get yourself in a position where this was even a thought? Right. Or this wasn't just snap your fingers and it would happen. And I said to myself, never do this again. Right, 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 right. You know what I mean? And then after I said that, and it requires not spending money on dumb shit. What do we got? We got a big reveal. Here it comes. Megatron that that turns into a hiss tank. With the Baroness. But I ordered that. It came with the Baroness? Yeah, she's up top. So I see her. Yeah. yeah, she's hanging out in the his tank. Can't figure out how to transform it. <laughs> so uh, that looks cool. He's like, oh god, why is it doing this? Let me, ah, let me bend this a little bit. Oh god, it broke. No, no. Well, that's that's. I got. I'm at the point where it's like, does that? Bend? No, it doesn't. Just put it away. <laughs> so, but I ordered that a while ago. That was before my uh, not spending money on dumb shit. It's my time of year. I'm excited. I watched so much fucking wrestling over the last week. That's all I did. And movies. And TV. My wife has COVID, so she's stuck at home. So she's watching TV. But I've been up in my room, in my my beautiful office, as you can see on YouTube. So lovely. Pink, purple, whatever. And uh, watched on my laptop. Watched Ice Ribbon. I watched Noah. I watched... What else did I watch? All kinds of stuff. The Choco Pro. I was watching Choco Pro. I'm watching all the pro wrestling, but I also watch Stardom. So let's talk about Stardom. Stardom Dream Queendom 2022. It's their big. I think they're promoting it as their big show now. Basically, like Wrestle Kingdom. Now it's Dream Queendom 2022. It's the second year they're doing it. Uh, pretty big fucking match. Of course, highlighted by Julia versus Siri. Uh, you know what? We can just dive right into that. We're talking about a three long, three-year-long fucking story here. Three years. It took to build to the story. Finally, face-off Siri, the red belt champion, is defeated by Julia. Crowning achievement. Chris, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, this was a big build. Um, I say it all the time how the Japanese do a much better job of subtly building till it becomes huge. Uh, you know, it's it's not necessarily meeting in the ring, whereas it's meeting, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's well, I mean, it's like I just said, it's more subtle. 
It's not this constant. I fight you. You fight me. I fight you. I, you fight me. We I pull apart in the back. All this shit where we're constantly in each other's faces. They actually pull off the throttle and then they go hard back on the throttle and then they pull it off. So there was a lot of anticipation. Um, it was they, they have a tendency of building tension more like tension is built in real life. Um, you know, and uh, and it shows. Uh, and this goes as far as I'm concerned, this goes for uh, stardom and New Japan. Both do a great job of this. Uh, you know, Julia was all over, uh, all over Syria. It wasn't like this was going to be some type of thing where she was uh, afraid to fight. I guess what would be considered. I don't know if they kind of go this way. You'd correct me if I'm wrong. But, you know, Siri being the uh, MMA fighter. Uh, would be considered, in my opinion, maybe the more dominant of the two or the, you know, if it was a pick em in uh, gambling parlance that you would look at Siri and Julia is not going to be shy because of that. So she's all all over. Uh, and Sh- Siri, after a while, looked like, you know, she had this look on her face like she was going to die before she lost that belt. So, I mean, you know, I. There was so much going on, and it was at the end of such a, in my opinion, a great card that, you know, the be- the only thing I could say to wrap the whole thing up is that this had everything you could want in a championship match. It had a great build to a, of a great feud. Um, it They didn't rush anything over the course of this entire feud. And it, you know, with all things, I find all things Julia, it tends to have a tremendous amount of emotion that you can actually buy into. So, I mean, this could have stolen match of the year for, you know, they could have stolen match of the year at the final days of 2022, in my opinion. The interesting thing about this match, and yeah, I agree on that. This is definitely in the discussion when we talk about match of the year. Um, and sh- well, maybe show of the year, too, because the show is top to bottom was a lot of fun. But, um, yeah, you know, they, there's all this... This build, this three-year build, um, to with the injuries and everything, and the creation of her own. She, you know, she comes in and, you know, she's she's got this. She, she's the outsider. They book her as the outsider. She comes in and she has to prove to everybody that she belongs. Her first feud is with Hanakamura, which you know ended tragically. But the first thing was Hanakamura basically saying like, "You don't belong here. You do not belong here. You're not one of us." And that's where they started the feud off. As it builds up, she gets injured. She's got the run with the white belt. She's going against Tom Nakano, who is like the personification of stardom intensity. Cute on the outside, but a fucking monster on the inside. She finally, they have this feud that goes on for a while. She gets beat by Tom. Tom has our crowning moment. You build through this. She builds her own stable. She's got people coming and going. She has people betray her. My Sakurai joins her. She has uh, Mirai leaves her. Siri leaves her to form her own faction because she couldn't be in the shadow of Julia. As the red belt champion, when she becomes a red belt champion. Then, this whole year built around Julia. Prominence comes in. You get the whole build around Prominence and and uh, Suzu Suzuki. So you have that whole build. That goes through through the summer, and you build to that. And, you know, Julia wins the five-star championship, which you kind of felt was going to happen. And But they built so much drama into it, and then now she's champ. And there's, like, little things. Like, if you pay attention to the match, there's little things that are going on. Um, her, her all her gear was like if you looked at it, it was all like parts of her group's gear. She had like one of her bra parts were was Himika's, the other one was uh, Micah's. She had like the black leather on that fucking thi- uh, Thekla wears. She had the My Sakurai like almost looks like a like a tie dye stuff. Like she built this all together. Like she was doing this for all of them. She used 
She used Himika's finisher. She did the avalanche powerbomb, which was awesome. Somebody, somebody sounds like they're beating the shit out of their microphone. Who was doing that? I don't know who it was. Okay, so then um, another thing that Chris mentioned that you mentioned was that um, she came into this and she dominated this match. And we talked about it over the course of the year, and the way we were exposed to it was that Suri was this dominant fighter. She's got the MMA experience, striking, submission. And there was one person that exposed her, and, you know, we've talked about it before. It was Risa Sara, where it was like, in the world of professional wrestling, particular Japanese professional wrestling, pro wrestling is a form of martial art. That's how they portray it. It's a, it's a little bit of bending the rules, cheating, using weapons, waiting for the ref not to be looking and doing stuff. Julia pro-wrestled her. Risa Sarah pro-wrestled her and almost won. She got choked out and almost died. When people pro-wrestle, quote-unquote, use pro-wrestling against Siri, that's when she's vulnerable. That's the way to beat her. Julia takes her to the outside and does a fucking falling supl- side suplex on her onto chairs off the ramp. It was fucking insane. But that sent that set the t- tone. Julie was going to do anything, even if it meant killing herself to win that title, and Siri was going to die in the process. And that's what you got. Yeah, Chris. No, hella, hella match, ba- fucking banger, right? I mean, what more could you want? And they build it. You know, there wasn't a letdown here. This lived up to all of his expectations. It's um. Yeah, I, you know, the one thing is, like, you know, we're talking about it. A lot of people are talking about it. Maybe people that aren't exposed to stardom as, like, the greatest women's match of all time. I mean, I, I, there's a lot of women's matches that I really love through the years. But um, this was definitely, like, the, uh, the the cherry on top of the Julia story. You know what I mean? Like, this was, this was a great match. She's had great matches all year. She's got to be in discussion for wrestler of the year for sure. Like, just, just if you were supposed to use, like, storyline in part of your you know deciding who is the mvp of 2022 she's involved in everything if it's not her it's you know it's the stuff with the with suzu suzuki who revolves around her it's uh sayakamitani with her you know trying to prove that she belongs at the top with the white card but like julia it's always been julia she walks into a room she looks like she belongs she's the star no one else shines as bright as she does you know what i mean like she's she looks like a professional wrestler Brady, you got any thoughts on this um i don't know that i that i have anything to add since i haven't got a chance to watch it yet it sounds like from what you guys are saying and you know what is to be expected a story that takes that that long and the anticipation around it it's really important to convert uh when you're in that moment um i think I, you know, from what I read about it, I think in the final sequence there, Julia taking the time to kind of pay tribute to uh, the story, uh, the people that got her there, all of that stuff. Um, really, really special stuff from what it seems like. I can't wait to watch it, but I'll let you guys continue from there. Yeah. Final thoughts on the match, Chris? No, I think we hit everything. Yeah. I'll go through some other stuff that happened on this card. Uh, Zumi beat uh, Hikari Shimizu for she's, I think, about to break the longest high-speed title. It was a warm-up match. It was very good, but it was whatever. But um, so Mina Shirakawa and Unagi Sayaka come out and they beat Mai Sakurai and Thekla in a tag match. Mina Shirakawa—it's her first match back since she got her face broken by by um, Sayakamitani by her foot or knee or whatever the hell happened. She tells Unagi Sayaka she doesn't need her anymore. 
and she now has formed her own faction called uh, the Venus Club, I believe, with the two of the most British-looking women I've ever seen in my entire life. Chris, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, look, this was a fun match. Um, she was selling that jaw pretty hard the whole time. Yeah, she it was. did get it did get a little bit started getting into camp version of selling the jaw a few times, but at least she was doing it. As we watch wrestling so often that, and it'll come up later in this card actually because it happened here where they don't sell shit, and I'm just it's just so annoying. And um, <clears throat> I think Thecla and Sakurai they looked great. They would look like they were super aggressive. But um, they went after you know, the jaw, too, which was nice. Yeah, they were just constantly going after the jaw, which is good. Storytelling, things that make sense. Mm-hmm. Good match. I enjoyed it. Yeah. And uh, I mean, Ishirakawa says she's not leaving Cosmic Angels, but she uh, has formed her own faction with the girls. Names are Mariah May and uh, Zaya Brookside, who we know from NXT. And she was in starting before Mariah May. I am unfamiliar with. But uh, yeah, they sure are British. <laughs> Is that Brookside? Is that Robbie Brookside's daughter? Yeah, yeah. She was in she was in NXT UK for a minute. She got let go mm-hmm. when they shut down that shop. Yeah, because why would you know close it? Yeah. Another thing that happened of note was uh, Natsukatura fought Himika and Micah, who fought Emi Sore and Mariah in a three way match, number one contender for the tag championship. Himika and Micah won, so they're the number one contender. Uh, Kyrie in a non-title match draw against Utami Hayashita. Chris, thoughts? So this is where we were going. This was a great match. Um, it looked like Kyrie was almost, you know, because she's not as Hayashita is very uh, aggressive. Yep. Uh, and Kyrie does such a great job of working babyface and heel. It almost like she slid into the babyface role here. So she's definitely in in uh, what do we call that? Like midi range. She can work with whatever. She has to in whatever position. Um, there was a point in this. I mean, look, it was cool. I, it, it opens up a lot of stuff. I think we knew. I think the the result of this match was prepackaged. Right. We I talked. I talked any, about a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I said this there, screams draw. Yeah, there was no there was no surprise here. Um, I mean, maybe if we got uh, the only thing, it was either draw or Kyrie getting a win. Um. The one thing, and I just brought this up before, and this is what I was talking about. You have Kyrie in a sleeper hole to the point where she's almost unconscious and then gets out and gives in insane elbow. Right. Which I was a little bummed out about because, like, you know, I, I, I think maybe, look, you're going to see these, let's call them holes, with every organization. But we were so spo- spoiled with stardom that they don't do them that much. And when they did, I was a little let down. But, I mean, I'm a big fan of anything Kyrie. So this was, a, like I said, another, another – uh, Good match, especially since we knew the ending. Right. Be able to pull that off and not have it just be like a foregone conclusion. To actually yeah. like do a good job of like we know what the ending is. How are we gonna get there? You know? You know Superman's not gonna beat the bad guy. Right? How do you how do you tell the story of getting there and you can still make it interesting? Or so, you know that he's gonna beat the bad guy. That's what I mean. You know Superman's gonna beat the bad guy and you still go and want to see him do it. So right. good job. Yeah. I think that's just to chime in there. I think that's a good way to kind of have your cake and eat it too with this card where you know you have the main event to carry the whole thing regardless of what else happens. You still get this awesome 15 minutes to check out and you're saving so much for 2023 with that. Right. Uh, artist stardom title. The um, 
Well, can I make a point real quick? Yeah, go ahead. I just thought of something. So right to what Brandon said, though, it just made me think of something. It's one of the things that they do in the United States where it's like they don't give enough time. Stardom seems to give just as much time to everything going on the card. Right. So you have a vested interest in every match that's coming up. If you don't want to watch it, if it doesn't grab you, fine. It's not going to grab everybody. But when you watch things like, you know, always bring them up, WWE, even AEW, they focus so much on the top of the card that everything in the beginning is just like, why are we here? Right. What am I doing here? I'm waiting you know, and especially it's, it's one thing if you're watching an hour show, a two hour show. OK, fine. This is the undercard. Maybe we'll see something cool, but I have no interest in it. So fuck it. I'll, you know, eat uh, Batman Pizzone's calzones, calzones until I uh, throw up. But, you know, uh, uh, with 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 um, with stardom, they have a great they do a great job of everybody gets the time that they need to move their story. So, you know, you're completely reliant in the U.S., on the two people in the match being able to put something together that will not garner your attention, dude. That will that will yank your attention into the television while you're watching it, which is a very difficult thing to do. If you're checked out when a show starts, you're obviously going to be you're probably going to be checked out when a show ends, hmm. right? Um, my wife was watching reruns of House of the Dragon, right? And there were little bits of it because we were both doing stuff in the house. And there were little bits of it where I would stop and look. And I'm like, huh, that's kind of cool. And then I would walk away because when I initially watched that show, I got I got lost and I didn't care. Mm-hmm. I was just like, yeah, this is kind of dumb. I don't feel like watching it. So it's very difficult to get somebody back once they've kind of tuned out or they're not. I should say they're not even tuned in to begin with. Right. And you're relying so heavily on that. And here they're uh, getting you involved before it even starts this way you're you're sucked in and you know you're not having to win somebody over in the middle of a seven minute match on fucking some shitty pay-per-view in the middle of the year right final thoughts brandon retort anything no i'm good i'm I'm excited to watch i have a feeling this is going to jump sounds like to the top of some of our end of year awards pretty quickly here so we still got matches to talk about artist starting title hardcore match Mo Watanabe, Saki Kashima, and Starlight Kid lose to Team Prominence. Haragi Kurumi, Risa Sarah, and Suzu Suzuki. Uh, Starlight Kid brought a bike to the ring and ran over the entire Prominence <laughs> team. <laughs> it was fucking amazing. Chris, and I think if you go back, she rings the fucking bell. And she goes, but that's what she was asking. She fucking made the noise. That's right. She did. Yeah, that's right. Um, Can I? Okay. We talked about the big match, and mm-hmm. that 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 was what it was. It was probably one of the match. It could be it could be match of the year, right? We're we're all in agreement. Mm-hmm. This was my favorite on the show. Yes, because it was just so fucking stupid, and you knew we love like, dumb on this. On that's the wrestling is hard. Yeah, podcast. We love the dumb shit. We fucking when, love it. The overbooked crazy shit. I fucking love it. Go ahead. When you have me staring at the TV at a at a at a with a big smile on my face at a wrestling match that involves the fucking elite just because there's Christmas trees and shit involved, yeah. it shows my enjoyment of when you do really dumb shit. And not only do you do dumb shit, we're going to give you a wink and a nod that we know it's stupid. And right. this is why we're doing it. And you also have Momo and Starlight and who uh, who's else was Saki in that Kashima. one? Saki, Saki Kashima. Kashima. You have these three. I mean, Odotai in general, they're the suckers. 
Yeah, they are. They're, they're, they're the they're the evil and dick to go. Yeah, they're, they are. You know, they do the dumb shit that make you and slapstick. They have one. They got. They have one person that's like. They have two people that are like heavies. Right. They got Momo. They got Natsuko Tora. Like the Momo other ones go- are just there to just get to fall and do stupid shit all the time. It's fucking amazing. And, and Momo can fall and do stupid shit as well as anybody. Yeah, because she has like, that face when she drops her jaw where she's just like, ooh. Yeah. Fucking great. <laughs> so this was my favorite match. Uh, they were using dumbass, dumbass weapons. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, the wrestling was good. Yeah, it was great. You know? So, yeah, this was the, my favorite match of the night. The whole segment where, okay, Momo comes to the ring with the baseball bat. So Risa Sarah grabs her her fucking Aikido, right? Is that what that's called? What's the sword the, art? The the fucking what's that called? Not, the, the stick, the, the kendo stick? stick. Yeah, it's yeah, but the the martial art that it's involved. Oh, I, in. I, I it's know. kendo. It's, not, it's it is kendo. Okay, comes in with the hurt sword. So then she runs. Mama Watanabe gets scared. She runs away and she comes back with another baseball bat that's covered with barbed wire. Risa Sarah makes that stupid. Face it starts running away and she just throws her in a rope and nails her in the midsection with the fucking barbed wire bat. This is fucking yeah. great. I loved every minute of this match. It was so much fun. This was a really good one. Can I just do a little throwback here too? Mm-hmm. Um, that you know, one of the things that I've learned, like really have learned to, it's an audible groan when I see it, is the kendo stick. It's just so old. But if you remember, and I just thought of this, it'd be funny to bring it up. If you remember, that started. Because the kid did graffiti in Singapore, and they caned him. Yes, that's why they started doing it. And they were Kevin it, Sullivan. They were calling it a Kevin, Singapore caning match. Kevin Sullivan brought it to ECW, that whack job. And it's it's been ingrained. It's been so ingrained in professional wrestling canon now that for some reason, when they pack all the stuff into the arena and they set up the ring and then they run out of room for shit, they pile cane, they pile, pile kendo sticks under the ring because they don't know where to put them. Right. Right. There's not a closet they can throw them in. They're like, I don't know where to put this. Just throw it under the ring. Nobody will see it. <laughs> like, it's at the point where it's like, these are the random objects that are just in a truck that comes to every town when there's a wrestling show. Right. But with Reese and Sarah, it's a little different because her whole hardcore getup is kendo. Yeah. Right. She's right, got right, the pants right, right. and the, you know, the, the tied boobs, the whole protective chest thing. She should wear the metal head that they wear. The cage. She, she had that samurai mask with the mustache, which was fucking uh, the, awesome. The, what do they call that? That's a, uh, doesn't matter. Right. Yeah, it's like, I'll, a, I'll it's, like a, it's like a shield for your neck. Yeah. So you don't get stabbed in the neck. Oh, it was good stuff. Yeah. Uh, got a stardom title match. This was surprisingly fucking really, really good. Natsupoi and Tom not going to lose to Nanae Takahashi. And you. What'd you think of you, Chris? And this was a really good one. Um, yeah, I had notes on it and I'm kinda I don't know they didn't transfer over, so I'm just gonna wing this because I Go watched this one. I um have zero notes. <laughs> yeah, Tom Nakano, man. God god damn, can anybody get slapped better in the face than Tom there we go, I have it. Tom <laughs> I just found Tom Nakano, I have on there. Tom Nakano getting slapped. Did she it's get almost so swollen like, too? So like you're like, oh no. Yeah, this was a really good fucking match. I mean, Tom Nakano, it was Tom Meltier is the team, correct? Yeah, Meltier. Yeah, they're wrestling Tom, just desperate the whole fucking time. Yeah, that's and, uh, in particular was just yeah. like she was the underdog. Man, you was you was slapping the shit out of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good match. Um, yeah, I enjoyed this one too. I mean, but Tom Nakano, like you said, man, it's like this this like cutesy wootsy fucking killer. Yep. 
you know, who never really breaks the coot cutesy roots whoopsie. It's not like she turns. It'd be like if you're watching, I'll go do another superhero. If you're watching like, you know, the old Hulk show with well, Bill Bixby, but he never actually turns into Lou Frigno. It's just Bill Bixby throwing fucking porta ah. mugging them. <laughs> ah! You know, and it's it's hilarious. This was fucking great. This was a great match as well. Perhaps to Nana Takahashi, too. 46 years old, bumping like crazy for everybody to make him look good. She's doing great. She's been a nice addition. I like, you know, she's old school. She brings it in. I do like one thing is, and Chris, you've mentioned this before watching Joshi in general. Nana Takahashi is old school Joshi. She screams the entire fucking match. Yeah, one never stops. Emi Sakura is the same way. They never shut the fuck up the whole match. Ah, ah, it's absolutely unbearable at times. And she's got such a high-pitched voice. It's fucking crazy. That's that old-school shit. I don't know why that was such a trope, why they all screamed like that. But it's still here. Until these people retire, they're still going to scream. Uh, Sai Kamatani defeated uh, Haruko Umasaki. Uh, Umasaki which we predicted was going to happen. I don't know why this match happened, except for, I guess, to get Omasaki some reps. She looked good. She looked a little clunky at times, too. This is what happens when you get a couple of people. Throw them in second from the top of the card. In a, you know, it's their first time wrestling, too. It was a little clunk, but it was fun. Go ahead. Yeah, I was gassed at this point. Yeah, yeah. This was uh, you had a couple of matches. This was, I mean, it was a good match, but it was just, you know, this is definitely a victim of its placement. Exactly. That's this, all it was. It almost seems like they did this on purpose to have Kamitani face someone that wasn't really a threat to kind of give you a gas, like a, okay, yeah, big, the big show is coming next. So if I'm getting a drink and I'm going pee and getting some chicken tenders, I'm going to do it now. Let me go yeah. at the beginning of this match. Because it heats back. up a little bit at the end, but it was... More importantly, okay, so we're getting uh, Ami Sore's def- is facing her. So after the, you know, we'll talk about what's going on after coming out of this. So we get the the, the trios champion, the trios tournament. It's called the Triangle Derby. That's coming up. We also have a show in Osaka. It's the first week of February. We get Sai Kamatani versus Ami Sore, who is the now the future of Stardom Championship. Classic, you know, Sai lost to Ami and the five stars so now she has to face her we get that whole routine but they did hint that uh we're getting uh what's her name uh with a broken face mina shirakawa mina shirakawa was lurking the whole promo watching her and the camera did a good job of getting real low on her and looking up at her she looked pretty intense fucking you know this this broken face storyline i think is going somewhere i think this is going to be i mean i don't want to predict down the line but mina shirakawa taking the belt off of Sayakami Tani, that's pretty much written itself. Also coming out of this uh, Triangle Derby, we got a team called, which you guys are not familiar with, I'm sure, but it's Rebel X Enemy, Rebel End Enemy. So it's Ram Kai Chow, who's, if you guys remember, was the girl with the white face that wrestled um, a girl in blackface <laughs> at one point, which we talked yes, about. Yes, I remember this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Maiko Ozaki, and most importantly... I may be a little fan of hers. I've got, I've collected every single one of. This is how many cards of hers I have. This is my Yuki. Look at this. I might be a little obsessed with her. This is probably the best professional wrestler outside of Stardom in Japan, and she's coming over, and she's got history with Julia, man. This is this the year of 2023 is building on Julia's past, catching up with her, because they're all there now. Suzu Suzuki's there. 
Risa Sarah is there. We got Maya Yuki. She's coming in too. And she's a killer. The last time she fought Julia, you can find it. It's on fucking YouTube. She beat the fucking piss out of her in a match where Julia was crying. She was getting beat down so much. So guess what? 2022 is Julia's year. I think 2023 might be Julia's year too. The story's, the story's building and I'm into it. Chris, thoughts? Well, if you want to see the uh, Japanese uh, re- relation with uh, their acceptance of blackface, just Google Kinukuman Great. Please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I really can't say more than what you just said. I'm excited for everything. It's, it's, I had a, I had a whole rant and I'm still planning on doing it on wrestling make being exciting at the, at, in 2023. We'll talk about and it. Yeah, 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 so let's, let's go. Yeah. I'm ready. Also, Julia's first defense is against Suzu Suzuki in, in February. So that's going to be a banger right away. I'm into it. Brandon, any thoughts on this? Yeah, I'm also into it. We just talked about this maybe a month or two ago with the UFC storyline that came up that I thought was so interesting. So, similar idea. Uh, champion, you know, had one of the bigger years in the company's history, but uh, l- looming back in their uh, mixed martial arts past, kickboxing past, was someone that had defeated them twice that maybe, you know, wasn't a household name on their own, but they were able to come up there, jump right to the top of the card pretty quickly and uh, how compelling that was. So, you know, if these things kind of write themselves, I'm looking forward to that. I wasn't even aware of it. It's a possibility. Yeah, it's it's kind of uh, interesting, too, because uh, Mayuki, she's not, she's not young. She's young comparatively, but she's in her mid-30s. Like, she's an established professional wrestler. She's only been doing it for, like, about, I don't know, six years or something like that. But she was, you know, she's senpai to Julia's kohai. She's, she's, the, she's the one that taught her, and she beat the shit out of her back in Ice Ribbon. This is exciting. Um, you guys should be stoked for this. She's great. Uh, the Triangles match, apparently, I saw it. We're not going to get it for a couple days, but first night Triangle Derby was her team versus Julia's team, and she looked like a million bucks. A lot of people are just like, oh, shit, where the fuck did she come from? She's amazing. Yeah, she's going to be worth the price of admission for a lot. And how, how old is yeah. she? I think she's in, I think she's 35. So she's too old for the bone bag boys? Oh, uh, yeah, the bone bag boy. Well, she bones me up, I'll tell you that. I got a, Look, I got all these cards. They're all sticky. All of them are sticky. <laughs> is that yeah. why you got them wrapped yeah. in plastic? I got to pull them apart. There they are. Look at them all. <laughs> Woo-hoo! Here, that's her evil persona. Look at that one. Fucking babe. It's one of the few pro wrestlers that I saw the first time I saw her a couple years ago. And I saw her, I was like, holy shit, who the fuck is that? God damn. I gotta watch more of her. Yeah, she's right. gorgeous. Yeah, she's like she's 30, 32. 32? Okay. Yeah. Because uh, she used to be a uh, bank teller. And then she went to a pro wrestling match, and the girl, one of the girls at Ice Ribbon was like, You get the look. Do you want to be a pro wrestler? She joined. Fucking bank teller. Speaks English, too, by the way. All right, let's move it on. Get excited about Maya Yuki. Wrestle King, we're at Wrestle Kingdom Eve. Are you guys fucking fired up, Brian? Are you fucking fired up? We are within 12 hours. I can't believe I didn't even it. realize that. Yeah, Wrestle Kingdom Eve. Chris, are you excited? Yeah, I'm very excited. <laughs> All right, let's go through the card, because it's time. It's fucking time to talk about it. Exhibition match. No, no, I'm not going to go through all those. So uh, we do have a King of Pro Wrestling uh, Rambo. It's in the pre-show. They have a King of Pro Wrestling belt now. Does this excite you about King of Pro Wrestling? Listen, I'm going to say this. One of my favorite matches was that fucking, what was it, 30 pinfall match between Tai Chi 
and uh, what's his name? The Dragon. That was I fucking love that match this year. I know you guys haven't watched as much New Japan as I have, but I'm kind of into this King of Pro Wrestling thing. Now that it's not on uh, on uh, Toru Yano, I'm kind of into it. Brandon, any thoughts? Yeah, it's uh, we, do we know who we might see in here? There's a couple a couple big names missing a from lot the, of big names the, the card. Now, look, I got a theory on that, but we'll get to that. I guess we could talk about it now. So, missing from this card, a lot of big names. Um, Shingo Takake is not on this card. Toriano, not on this card. These are guys that have been on here, been in every fucking, like, they've been in storylines. Like, these are guys that are not there. Right. My theory is that Shingo Takagi might show up on Dynamite. Okay. Because Dynamite's filmed. Dyn- Dynamite's the morning. It's tomorrow. So it's like, he might be in the United States. I don't know. It's an interesting time for New Japan. they got some Related boys to coming this? out, older guys. What's that? Related to this, he would show up on Dynamite? Re- related to the happenings at Wrestle Kingdom? No, I don't think, because he'd have to wrestle Wrestle Kingdom and then fly over right away. Time yeah, does go I, backwards flying back, but then he'd have to go work right away. Not not that he would show up at Wrestle Kingdom and then at this, but I mean, uh, why would he be on Dynamite this week? Just completely completely unrelated to anything that happens at well, Wrestle Kingdom? Well, we might get an announcement that this – we still don't know what this Yokohama show is. Okay. And I've, this is complete speculation. Maybe this Yokohama show is Forbidden Door 2. The Japanese okay. is where we get some people come over from for, to go wrestle in Japan. I don't know personally if any of these guys are a draw in Japan, unless they're the big names. Besides John Moxley, Jericho, Omega, which we know is a draw, we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, maybe Danielson. I don't know. Curious. I guess we'll find out. Shingo Takagi. Heard, heard a he lot said, of folks. Go ahead. Heard a lot of folks have been interested in action Andretti over there in Yokohama. Oh yeah, that's yeah. the word. Yes, keep them away from your girlfriends, ladies and gentlemen. Keep them away from your girlfriends. Chris, any thoughts? No, you guys covered it, and uh, I didn't hear what you said because I was paying. So, God, okay. it's all good. <laughs> uh, Six-man match. Well, I'll just do a couple of these, and then we'll come back to it. Uh, Six-man match. Kojima, Makabe, and Yuji Nagata versus Minoru Suzuki, Tatsumi Fujinami, and a Tiger Mask. Yeah, can we come back and talk about that later? <laughs> Opening the main show. I think this is the opener for the main show. IWGP Junior Heavyweight uh, Tag Team Title Match. Catch-22, who is Francesco Acura and TJP, where the champs face off against the Chaos Team of Yo and the heir apparent of Rey Mysterio, Leo Rush. Brandon Thoughts. Yeah, probably the match I'm most excited for this evening is, is Catch-2 over 2 versus uh, Leo. Yeah, this is going to – this is where uh, – it gets tough because you hype yourself up for like, okay, 1 a.m. I've been basically up to 1 a.m. before. And then in, all of a sudden it's 2.45 a.m. and we're just on to this one. And you're like, man, we got some work to do. <laughs> Chris, thoughts? This should, I mean, this is the this is designed to fire up the crowd. So they're going to be flying all over the place. Chris, go A prediction. Leo Rush uh, quits in the middle of the match. <laughs> Retires. Comes back as Rey Mysterio. Comes Next back up. Very mysterious. Next up, IWGP Fuck. women's title match. Kyrie defending against Tom Nakano. Sasha Banks, baby. Mercedes Monet, whatever her name's going to be. She comes in. Mercedes Monet. Yep, she's she, Mercedes Monet. Brandon. Did you just make that up? No, no, no. It's one of the names that are floating around that she might come out of. Okay. She, she, she trademarked a bunch of shit before she, uh, before she flew over here. 
So, you know, there's some speculation. Some of it Before might just be her her uh, her weed. She might have names for her weed that she's grown <laughs> that she's going to market. So I, I don't want to. Don't get caught with weed over in uh, Japan, there, uh, Sasha. You'll be in jail until you can get out. Brandon thoughts. Yeah, it sounds like Tom Nakano just took a beating a couple days ago, got her ass kicked a little bit. Hopefully that doesn't uh, impact her performance here too much. Uh, what's the pop going to be like if we do see Mercedes Monet now that we can cheer? How big of a deal is she going to be over there? I'm interested. Uh, you know, where does this go? I don't know. I don't, I don't know how they're going to fit her into this in a meaningful way. It seems like it's a foregone conclusion or that she's going to appear at some point, but uh once she's out there how do we make this meaningful i think that's what i'm curious about yeah it's uh you know you know, we, we understate the importance of wwe to the japanese audience i guess or well we don't state no it clue. at all we have no idea they might know her more from star wars <laughs> you know what i mean properties they don't like i you can talk about her being like our rumor mill is going crazy over here I don't know what the Japanese fan base are talking about. They might not give a shit. That's a, this is a, that's a curious fucking point to make because there's going to be a lot of foreigners there. They're really hyping it up. And now with the cheering, people are excited to go over there. But what's the reaction from the Japanese fan base going to be? We're going to get polite clapping? I don't know. There's a lot of layers to this that I genuinely just have no idea about. How much does the New Japan Wrestle Kingdom crowd differ from the typical New Japan crowd? How much do they even care about Tom Nakano and Kyrie? relative to what you know, uh, the program that they're usually watching. And then from there, what does uh, Sasha Banks do to change that? It would be a bit of a spectacle here. Yeah. And unlike U.S. wrestling, where you have spillover between WWE and AEW, a lot of wrestling fans are just fans of specific companies sometimes. Plus, there's so many companies. So... You know, is is there going to be a large contingent of just Stardom fans that are there for the Kyrie match, and they're going to sit through the rest of the? I don't know. I think that's a a high price to pay if that's all you're interested in, right? Right. I mean, I guess it's just the spectacle of Wrestle Kingdom. You're excited about that, but I don't know. This is a big question mark for me because with the crossover show, you had I'm pretty sure you had like fifty fifty between New Japan fans and fans of Stardom, but. I don't know if all those bone bag boys, if they can't sit in the front row looking at Tom Nakano, I don't know if they're going to go. The bone bag boys up in the top row of the Tokyo Dome? Oh, well, they might actually be beating it up there. Get the nut binox out. I'm just going to get close to her. Get really close to her lips. Uh-huh. Chris? I don't know. I think that uh, just to have somebody at the level of Mercedes uh, Banks to come and you know, a WWE star at that level, even if you don't really know who they are, it's a big deal in Japan. Maybe. I don't know. I think maybe, that might right. be a big That's thing. The question yeah, but the question is maybe. Um, but uh, other than that, I, you know, this is, uh, I mean, this isn't something that is like, <clears throat> where is New Japan going to fit her in? Because if she's there, she may not even fucking be involved. Obari said she's going to be there. She might yeah. be there. That's what he uh, said. She might be there. Yeah. But it's like she might not even be involved in it. It looks like this IWGP Women's Championship thing is going to float between the two products. It is. Maybe, yeah. you know, like, you know, so, you know, and how often do we see Kyrie? I mean, we've seen her a couple times in the last few months and she was injured, but it didn't look like they were looking to do a ton with her all the time anyway. She looked to be a bit of a of an attraction. Yeah, she's a part time. Right? 
And uh, and I would assume that um, that Mo- Monet Vernado would be uh, <laughs> look, yo, she's going to want to get back to fucking the U.S. as quickly as possible to hit up every goddamn convention she can between now and the next time she has a match or right. an appearance somewhere. Because there's all she's going to make a lot of money. This woman, you're going to be doing these comic book conventions that you don't need permission for. You have to give none of your money to WWE for showing up. You know, oh, by the way, you don't have to give a million fucking dollars. Yep. Any of that million dollars you props made in a, a goddamn month. Props, props <laughs> to Amanda Sacamano or whatever the hell her name is. Yeah, man. Making a million Amanda dollars. Sac- on the whatever the hell she's only fans or whatever it is. She made a million bucks in a month. I, uh, nah, you know what she should go do? Go take bumps for WWE and fucking Reading, PA. Get yeah, the fuck right. out of here. Exactly. <laughs> go, go get strangled and almost murdered by Ronda Rousey tripping over her own feet. Oh, my God. You know, like, it's just so, it's so ridiculous. And I will tell you this. I was, Mandy Rose was Mandy Rose, whatever. And then I Googled her and found that her name was, like, Amanda Sacramento. And Amanda I was like, Sacramento it. from, from Man- uh, uh, Hoboken, New Jersey. Yeah, Amanda Sacramento. It's <laughs> Bob Sacramento's daughter. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when her, that's when she, she should bring her new gimmick. She, she would come, like, down to the ring with, like, you know, the fucking Willard, yes. the Willard thing one week. The fucking rat hat. The rat hat. Next week. Bob Sacramento's fucking daughter. Horse meat. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's, I mean, we're making jokes and everything. This is a big fucking deal for the Western audience. It is. And it's going to be massive, and they're going to be very upset when TV Acai strikes down all their gifts. <laughs> Gets them a copyright fucking infringement. Yep, and they're going to have to fucking pay. They're going to have to fork it over. Yep. They right. have been. Good. I will tell you this. They haven't been doing a good job putting video up, short videos up on uh, Instagram, but they're in control of them. But they've been doing a good job of that. Yeah, they. Uh, we talked about it before. Their their need, their corporate need to cut people down because they own the product. It's not New Japan. This is a TV Asahi thing. Mm-hmm. And they own the product and it's theirs, and they don't care. It's such a Japanese thing. Like they're missing the forest for the trees type of thing. No, one hundred percent. You know what I mean? They're missing like, the forest that you kill yourself in through the trees. Oh yeah, fuck yeah. I'm going there next time. <laughs> Suicide forest. See you later. <laughs> later, guys. Yeah, I'm seeing. I'll be like, I'll, I'll, I'll see you guys. And I'm just going to walk into the forest. Will I return? Don't know. Brandy, final thoughts on this match, kid. If you were going to go to the Japanese suicide forest, you, you taking your uh, Miyu Yuki uh, cards in there with my, you for one Yuki? last? Yes, one last wank. I want a paper cut. I'm just going to take go this to play some things. Just, oh, go out Carradine style, lay them out on the ground in front of you. Signed, bro. Fucking signed. She's fucking babe. Anyway. <laughs> IWGP tag team title. FTR versus Bishimon. Bishimon's winning this, right? Brandon? Yeah, we're, we're uh, undoing the 2022 of FTR here. I'm assuming. Get to see Yoshihashi win a belt at Wrestle Kingdom. Mm-hmm. A, we know at least one woman that's going to be freaking out over this. <laughs> Yoshihashi's number one fan. So... Chris. Yeah, we talked about this before, right? Like, let's get these titles off these guys so they can just focus on AEW. AEW. This makes me sick. That's why I don't like saying it. <laughs> yeah. It's my. I'm just voicing my 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 just boredom with it. 
How about New Japan World Television Title Tournament Final Match? ZSJ with his bleach blonde hair now. Looks fantastic. He looks great. Versus Ren Narita, who looked like a baby uh, Masachono with his glasses. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. I'm really excited for this. You guys just touched on it, but Bleach Blonde ZSJ, very cool looking, very handsome guy. He is very attractive. Chris? Nah, and they put it in a good if it's if the card plays out the way that you're bringing it, they put it in a good spot. A tag team match that's going to be like whatever. There's something that I think that the Japanese fans will be kind of like is FTR. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if this is. I don't know if they even know them. Like you're the champs. What? Mm Mm-hmm. Poor Yoshihashi is going to win the championship with a bunch of nobodies to the Japanese fans. But they got to get them. I mean, look, I'm not knocking FTR. They put some great matches on. They're great. Anybody knows really who they are in Japan. Yeah. But this CSJ match, this is one where you can, like, really – this might be the first time you really see how loud this crowd's going to get for the yeah. night. This could be fun. This yeah. match is going to be so so good that Brandon's going to drop all his meatballs on the floor. No, I don't know <laughs> if we're doing it. I don't know Ow. if we're going to be able to do it. I didn't make Ow. any meatballs. Oh, that's right. You had you – had, you had, We got COVID yeah, yeah. in my house. I don't, know if, right. I don't think it's that's a smart thing to do. About. That's right. No. Yeah. I do want to – I would like to, but, I mean, even my wife, I think she's off work till Thursday. She can't. They won't let her go back. And I had mentioned like maybe at the house, but then she's like, "Wait, I have COVID. You can't have anybody over. I'm in quarantine." Yeah, I get COVID, yeah. you'll be fine. Fuck. Yeah, fuck. Fuck it. She's pretty <laughs> sick. First time she got it, she wasn't so sick. Well, I'll tell you this. I uh, since we were talking about this, I um I wasn't feeling well, and mm-hmm. uh, I tested positive for COVID. When? Uh, last week, and then I tested myself again, and I tested negative for COVID the same day. Well, and then I tested myself a third time that day and tested negative for COVID. And then I tested myself two days later and tested negative for COVID again. Okay. Well, you might have been on the back end of it. Maybe. I mean, I, I, I didn't go anywhere. I didn't leave the house until I got that, until I got that. You're more likely to have a false negative than you are a false positive with the test. Yeah. But that's why I did three times. Hmm. And by the, by the time I took the last, the last one, because I didn't leave the house the entire, entire week. Right. Um, by the time I took the last one, I was feeling fantastic for like, it was one day that I felt bad. And then the next two days I felt fine. Now she's been in bad shape for like two days, at least three days, yeah. two, three days. But the one day she was just on the couch all day, just aching. She's sneezing too. That's a new thing. This new variant, yeah. you sneeze a bunch. Yeah. She's sneezing like crazy. So, but I, I, I mean, if I did have it, I didn't know that I had it until I felt like crap. And then I took it and I had it. And then the next day I didn't have it anymore. There you go. It was just really, really weird. So, I don't. Uh, but I yeah. stayed. I stayed. Home you got a dusting anyway. Get a little. Got a little <laughs> sprinkling of it. Also, could have been a bad test. You know, they pump these things out. I'm not. Look, I'm not conspiracy theorying it. But you pump out enough of a product, you're gonna send some shitty ones out there. That's right. You know what I mean? They were just like, make them, make them, make them, send them to everybody. Dun, 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 dun. I have. A, I had a stack of. I them. still do. Yeah. They were given away for free. Take I was another like, one. Take another one. Take another one. And my wife's, you know. He works for the Department of Defense. They were like, take them all. So. They did the Operation Airdrop. They dropped it yeah, off. Dumbo dropped it. Dumbo dropped. <laughs> dropped on the back of an elephant. So who do we think is winning this, by the way? Zack Sabre Jr. versus Ren Narita. Of course, the mandate by New Japan to say that they're going to try to go younger. Good Zack or Ren? Brandon? I feel like we've picked more Zack Sabre Jr. matches wrong than any than anybody else. He just yeah. loses a lot. He does. Chris, I don't know. You know, it would be nice to see him not crying about losing. He has never had a singles title, and he's 
Well, he had all the he had a bunch of singles titles. He's none of them in New Japan. New Japan, yeah. Yeah, but like to see that dude with a belt, he's you know he's fucking incorrigible. I mean yeah. that's his whole deal. So I kind of like him heal him with a belt. Is makes me happy. So we'll see what happens. Yep. I, I have no real ZSJ. I'm, I want ZSJ. So do I. I want to so see him I. with a belt. He's earned it. Never open weight title match. Talk about belts. Talk about excitement. Talk about taking a shit during a match. <laughs> Carl Anderson defends against Tama Tonga. This is going to be so good. Fuck. Yeah, fuck you, dude. Brandon. This is what I'm saving all of the meatballs for. I'm going to be building up a, a nice horse pile to unload for nine minutes and 57 <laughs> seconds. <turn. laughs> I'm going to drop a horse pile at the, the, at the Lorraine bar. To it. Nice. Chris? I don't give a fuck. Tom this, yeah, Carl Anderson. Who the fuck cares? And somebody, somebody I was reading on, uh, they had somebody tweeted, uh, New Japan tweeted out the video of the press conference mm-hmm. and him walking in. First of all, it's like, why are you there? Second of all, it's like, who cares, right? Like, why are you there? But second of all, it's like, somebody said, WWE's sending their talent, and I just, talent over to New Japan now, and I just really felt like commenting, talent with a question mark. Yeah. Can you think of a thing that could happen during this that you would be like, ah, no. Yeah, yeah. Carl Anderson comes down on a zip line and dies. It breaks. (laughs) Carl Anderson gets hit, like, with a wrestling punch, and his head just explodes. Like, Nice. That's just a. <laughs> I have no interest in this whatsoever. Tonga wins. No. Six man tag match: uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Kenji Muto, and Shota Umino versus the Los Ingobernables de Japón match uh, team: Bushi, Sonata, and Tetsuya Naito. Shota Umino, I think he's getting the pinfall against Sonata, against uh, Bushi. We got. I like Shota Umino versus Tetsuya Naito. I'm into it. Most importantly. How many bumps does Kenji Muto? What's the over under? Two bumps? Brand Zero. Right. Two and a half. Yeah, I think it's two and a half. Two and a half. I'm going to go under. Under two and a half? This yeah. shouldn't go on for long. This will be more pomp and circumstance than it, than it will be wrestling. And uh, I think Bud Dog Bushi here is, is taking the pin, obviously. Yeah. Chris? Yeah, uh, so it seems about right. This is definitely – this. The, the, you should save up, in my opinion, a massive dump. And then take it between the two <laughs> matches because fucking Muda. It's just sad. I I don't want to see it. And then, you know, I mean, I think the last match he has, the last match he had was against another wrestler who I couldn't even, and I know this is probably sacrilege to some people, couldn't possibly even care less about. Almost as little, I don't have the opinion of him as they do as Carl Anderson, but a wrestler I care about just about the same, and that's fucking Nakamura right now. Wow. That is sacrilege. Well, they've never done. What what has he done? And it's not him. What are you talking about? Where? Like you know, since he went to since he oh, left. Oh, see, I don't know. You yeah, know, I I assumed he just retired because I don't watch him anymore. Yeah, exactly. I don't <laughs> That's care. What I'm saying it's just like I get it. It's cool. They brought him over for that. His career and ended for me when he left NXT. I don't when he left NXT, anymore. that was it. Yeah. yeah. When they brought him out to wrestle AJ Styles at WrestleMania, and it stunk. And it stunk. And I was like, what? Because WWE's like, uh, you're, you got to tone down your style. It looks too real. I'm kicking and hitting people. It looks too wait, real. Wait, wait. They were like, uh, Mr. McMahon, what do you want us to do with this match? I don't give a shit. I'm fucking my secretary. Oh, my God. Good Lord. True story, by the way. Do you like Nakamura, Brandon? Are you still on board the Nakamura train? I am. 
How? Where is that train? Where do you catch that train, Joe? Oh, it just it just dropped him <laughs> off in a Noah show on January first. Where do you catch? He... Yeah, it gets Muda. Yeah. <laughs> like Muda is a real monster now. <laughs> Did you see the press conference where Muda, Muda, uh, the great Muda, called him he queer? No. You see this? Yeah. Did he call him that, or did he use a different word? He said queer. There he's, queer. Right. he's queer. Don't know. Queer. Maybe he queer. Because he sucked the, he kissed him and sucked the mist out and sprayed it in his Oh, face. is that what happened? Yeah. Nice. That's actually and a great said, ending. Don't know. Maybe he's queer. Bye bye. Great ending. And he gets up and goes bye bye and leaves. <laughs> Promo to you. That 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 I uh, I didn't see it, but the way you just described that is that's a fucking brilliant. Finish. Bye bye. It's a brilliant finish. Yeah. It's oh, fuck. I love that. I wish yeah. I'd seen it now. What's his name? Uh, to, to suck the Muda's mist right out of him. Yeah, right just out like, of his mouth. Yo, nobody's ever done that before. At least it's right. different, right? I was just gonna. Oh, I'm gonna shit on your parade. Uh, Osprey did it to Bushi once. Oh, did he? They sucked the mist right out of his face and sprayed it. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, then I'm sorry. I didn't see it. But that's, that's okay. even Osprey doing it to Bushi is a great ending. Yeah. He queer. Bye bye. <laughs> he should have just been like. <laughs> Time to go, pop up. <laughs> he should turn into that mist. Be queer. Bye bye. Bye bye. People are shocked that a 65 year old man would use call a guy queer because he kissed him. Oh, who fucking cares? Grandpa and uncle. I don't know. You're raising <laughs> uncles. Who gives a shit? I just don't give IWGP a shit. IWGP Junior Heavyweight Title Match. Four-way match. Taiji Shimori versus El Desperado versus Takahashi versus Master Watts. This should be a fucking... I think this is like low-key going to be like match of the night. This should be fucking insane. Brandon Watts. Yeah, this will be fun. Uh, except for Master Watto, who I just don't really care about. Talk about a butt dog, Master Watto. Uh, do, does he win this whole thing, or the they they stick him with the, the champion? That's the question, I guess. I don't know. Did, did I send you guys the promo of them talking? Master Watto's talking about like, oh, Taiji Shimori's a dog. El Desperado's a dog. Promo Takahashi's the, a cat, and they all just were like, he's an idiot. He's stupid. He's so stupid. They were talking about Master. <laughs> that's hilarious. These are like like I don't watch these guys as much as I probably most New Japan fans do. So I think this will be really fun for me. But this has kind of been the same same uh, circle going around for a little bit of time here. Yep. Chris thoughts? Well, it's the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion. It's that is always the same circle of dudes going around over and over again. It always has been. Kushida Tiger Mask versus. Dynamite Kid, eight million yeah, times. Yeah. It's Ugh. just like, all right, great. Kushida's next, so there you go. The cycle never never ends. Yeah. He came back to just do the exact same thing he was doing before he left. <laughs> uh, yeah, doing it at home. I guess yeah. it's, you know. Yeah. I think I'm going to say Master Wada wins. Give him his crowning achievement as the, the most boring of the four of these guys. Fucking garbage can. <laughs> IWGP United States Heavyweight Title. Will Ospreay, the champ, defends against Kenny Omega. Will Ospreay doing a killer fucking job hyping up his hyping this up at the press conference. This is fucking good. I, I, this is the main event, ladies and gentlemen. I hate to say it. I love Kazuchi Okada. I like Jay White, but this is the only one that feels like it's got some fucking heat behind it. Brandon. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
I still am a holdout as I just don't care that much about Will Ospreay. But hey, I don't like let's put that to the side tonight, this morning, early the early hours of the morn here. This is going to be a big fucking deal. Um, I don't have any doubt in my mind that they're going to have a wild match. The ceiling for this is pretty, pretty high. Yeah. This is going to be one where if the uh, uh, acid wash jeans pop up, Mr. Meltzer wants to come out and give this like a six star or something, and no one's going to shut up about it for a long time. Right. Yeah. He goes eight stars on this match. <laughs> no one's going to – we're going to have to listen to that for the next 10 years until he gets going to be a big stars. thing. Yeah, like this, is, this could be like – Chris, thoughts? I have a feeling that as of this minute, Meltzer is in his acid wash jeans and his Bruiser Brody t-shirt, and he's rolling around in a pile of Kenny Omega shit like a dog right now. Nice. Like, mm-hmm. and he's like, well, I was, I was, yeah, I mean, I was rolling around in this poop and it's six starts. And it's just like, I mean, that's what they said. You know, there's that other thing. And <laughs> so um, I would like to congratulate Will Ospreay on using the perfect adjective to describe everything about Kenny Omega. Yes, he did. Go ahead. That's cunt. It was so good. Because it, look, and he is everything about that dude, his fucking cunty promos, his cunty talking to no one, his cunty haircut, his cunty mug with his cunty glasses. You know, I mean, it. it's, yeah, this is fan. This is going to be great. Hopefully Osprey wins. I think um, he does. Yeah, I, I don't see – I mean, Kenny Omega looks like they're trying to – they want – you know, he's an AEW guy. Um, And, uh, you know, when we say there are mo- there are moments when wrestling crosses that line into reality. And the last one I saw that was that realistic, whether it was or it wasn't. You're talking about the promo by Osprey? Promo by Osprey. The last one, last thing in wrestling I saw that that was that realistic, whether it was real or not, was Charlotte Flair crying about her dad. Mm-hmm. Remember when he was getting girls pregnant? Woo, woo, woo! Damn just like, you're a fucking asshole. You're Go a fucking embarrassment. And he was like, oh, sorry. Yes, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> also, yo, you st- we, we get big laughs out of the uh, just to talk about Ric Flair for a second. We get big laughs out of the um, no context Ric Flair vids you you send. But one of the problems I have with the no context is they always put a context in the no context. It's always meme form, so that's a context that drives you nuts. But they are funny. That's what I'm going to sound like when I go with my cards into this suicide forest. Let me tell you something. I saw a camera angle from that the other side. I forgot. Right there, he's acting like he's having a heart, a heart attack. attack. Yeah, he's and faking he a heart attack. He thumbs him in the eye. Insane. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> That's going to be his last words. God, wait. And his motherfucker was rooting for Michigan on fucking Saturday. 
He was what? All last year, he was at Georgia Bulldogs. He was at all the Georgia Bulldogs football games. Woo! Woo! Yeah, I get it. I get it. But it's like, you know, you kind of represent what you can't represent. <laughs> like you're, you're supposed to be coming off as a fan, right? We know you're paying up, but you're supposed to be coming off as a fan. You wrestled in fucking Georgia and North Carolina. It made sense. And then on a day that both Georgia and fucking Michigan are playing on the same fucking day, you're like, yeah, I like Michigan now. Fuck it. They paid me more. What's his name? Uh, Bishop always says, it. you know, you know, Rick, <laughs> he'll root for whatever team pays him more money. He'll give a shit. Right. Uh, Woo. Commercial. The not uh, main event, last match on the card, IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, Jay White, the champ against Kazuchika Okada. I'm sure it's going to be a great match. They're both great fucking workers, but I think I'm going to be a little gassed after this Will Ospreay-Kenny Omega match. Brandon, good. Yeah, big question mark at the end here. Um, everybody's going to be gassed, right? What can they do to to kind of feel like a main event here? I think there's potential for this to to steal the show just because of the two people in the ring. I mean, Okada is probably the most talented wrestler on the planet. Still doesn't feel like that long ago to me. I guess it was two Wrestle Kingdoms ago. Wrestle Kingdoms ago, I left being like Jay White's my favorite pro wrestler on the planet. Ago, Boy, is yeah. he cooled off pretty quickly here. Um. It could be something, but I, it's, this is our third time kind of going through this card, uh, this time in the most detail. But the we had left each of these conversations being like, well, we'll see what they do in the next two weeks. We'll see what they do in the next week. Here we are 12 hours away, and uh, I, I think the answer to that was pretty, pretty much nothing, right, Jim? Right. Yeah, it's, the problem I'm having – okay, so they've built up – three weeks ago we started talking about this. Right. And I had said, well, I'm going to save it for my prediction on what I think is going to happen with this match. This match is lacking gas. It's lacking any kind of drama. It's just Kenny Omega, or not Kenny Omega, sorry, uh, Kazuchika Okada defeating the big bad guy, the creep, Jay White. Story enough, I guess, you know, good overcoming evil. And I was thinking three weeks ago, I was like, okay, well, where's Shota Umino on this card? Shota Umino's in the match with Tetsu Naito, you know, he's with Tanahashi, he's the heir apparent. You know, we're pretty much doing with Kenji Mudo, Tanahashi, and Umino. We're doing past, past, and future. You know what I mean? Like past, present, future thing. And I was thinking, okay, after the match, maybe Shota Umino comes out and attacks Okada or challenges Okada when he wins, because we think he's going to win, right? But he's deep in a storyline with Tetsuya Naito. Like, they're going to keep going with this, I think. I think this is a good first feud for Shota Umino. Don't just throw him right into the main event. Also, we talked about Jay White possibly leaving, the way he feels like he's just completely disconnected from New Japan right now. But I sent you guys a link. Jay White's got a brand new fucking t-shirt. He's not going anywhere. The company's not going to fucking, if he hasn't signed through the year, why are they going to sell his t-shirt? doesn't make any sense. This is the other option, I think. We talked about... Um, Shingo Takage, he's not doing anything. He's not on the card. He might not be in this King of Pro Wrestling match. There is a possibility he might go do AEW. Sure, fine. Him coming out and challenging for the title would be huge. That's a big matchup that people want to see with a crowd that cheers. We know Shingo Takage can put on amazing fucking matches. Him versus Okada would be a great fucking match. Or him versus Jay White would be a great fucking match. We usually get somebody come out and challenge at the end of the show. It's usually the build for it 
next Wrestle Kingdom and for the following shows. I'm curious how this goes. We get a couple of options, but I don't think that this this matchup has enough juice, and the only way to get some juice into it, to get some excitement into it, is have it end with something big where we're looking forward to it. Shingo Takagi, the thing that's going to make everybody go out of their seats? In Japan, it might. I mean, I'd be excited to see the match. It builds to something. And then we get um, we get uh, the, the, the show right after, too, New Year Dash, which will explain a lot. But we get a couple options here, and we don't know what the fuck it is, which is kind of curious, but it makes me... It, it, if anything, that makes me want to watch the match, is that I don't know where it's going and where it's coming, where it's going in the future from this match. Brandon, go ahead. Yeah, so I don't want to steal anything from Chris, but um, how dare you? What's the like? What's the precedent for this? I've, I think I've watched this is the fourth or fifth year I'm watching Wrestle Kingdom, and it, it feels like this is something that they don't do. They they wouldn't have the main event be uh, sort of lost or not meaningful, which it feels like this has the potential to do. As you said, as that last sentence came out of your mouth, I was thinking it's funny how something that I would generally be so excited about is that the, just the abyss of like, who the fuck knows what's going to happen here feels like a negative. Right. No, I agree because it's like with, okay. So maybe it shouldn't be when Omega was leaving and everybody knew Omega was leaving. He faced Tanahashi in the, that was the title match, but that was massive. And when Tanahashi won, like I was openly weeping watching because I love Tanahashi but you kind of knew it was a farewell. You know what I mean? You knew Omega was leaving. So it was like a Omega's leaving. He's going off. Tanahashi's going to save us. He's going to hold the belt. Of course, he lost immediately in his first defense. But there was like that question. The question was answered for us because we knew that Omega was leaving. I don't know what's going on here. I don't know what's going what's going to happen. Is this Jay what? I don't know. Which you're right. It's like we like to be surprised and we don't like to leave you know, uh, predictions out there. And, you know, I like being surprised. I like to be shocked. But the problem is, is that there's no diff- there's nothing to look at. There's no, like, end point for this match where you're like, I think this is what's going to happen. No, I don't know what the fuck is going to happen. So that surprise isn't really a surprise. It's more, like you said, a void of excitement. Did that make any sense? Completely, yeah. Yeah. Chris, thoughts? I think uh, Mercedes Tornado is going to come out at the end of the match and challenge Okada for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. I used to have a fan that was called a Vornado. Vornado. They used to make, uh, uh, what do you call it? Thermostats. For a Vornado. No, nah, you guys covered it. I really don't have much to say past that. I mean, it's uh, we. I've seen this match. And not only have I seen this match, I've seen this match years ago. Right. So it's kind Live. of hard for me to get rehab, yeah, right? And a lot of people left because you know Madison Square Garden won the and the Ring of Honor World Championship. So yeah, I mean it's uh, you know everybody it, went out front to watch him change the letters on the side of the building to, from the Garden to <laughs> the sorry, sorry to cut you off. <laughs> nah, it's fine. It was better than anything I was gonna say. That's uh, it. I got nothing. Okay, I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, you guys where's your excitement it, level? Right? Level level like up to ten. What's your excitement level for Wrestle Kingdom, Brandon? Eight. Eight. Okay. Eight. That's a good solid number. I'm at, yeah, I'd, I'd say I'm a solid eight. As it gets closer to it, it, depending on whether I get a nap or not tonight. Uh, yeah, I got, I got I'm, I'm thinking about making some karage, make some noodles, I'm going to have some fucking 
ice cold beers. I bought a bottle of sake. I'm ready to go. I don't think we're getting together, though. It's not happening. I hate to shit on your parade, brother. If you're going to stay up and watch it, you might have to drop the nine bucks or seven fifty for the month and rent it. <laughs> but there you go. I mean, you don't have to twist my arm to not get in an Uber at one thirty in the morning over to go over to somewhere. Well, it's actually not that cold out this year. A couple of those years it was freezing. Chris, what's what's your excitement level out of ten? Uh, I'd say about a six and a half, seven. Okay. Seven, I'd say six point nine eight. Okay, out of a hundred, what's the percentage of you staying up and watching it? Uh, zero. Okay, <laughs> absolutely not. That. Zero point four six. Okay, four six. Being, I mean, that, you might wake up the, in the middle of the night from like insomnia and be like, ah, let me yeah, throw them. That that's one of the reasons why I'm really not that excited is because I know I'm gonna end up getting everything spoiled in the morning. Right. So is there know. any chance you'll wake up in the morning and put it on right away? Yeah, and most likely. I might, yeah. you know, judging by how early I get up some days, I might be up before it even ends. Right. I've done that so, before, too. Yeah. Like, I've fallen asleep during the match, woke up, and then just turned it on and caught the end. Mm-hmm. I think it was Kota, what match was it? Kota Bushi, I guess, Kota Bushi, Jay White that year. Yeah. I was like, woke up at the end. Also, oh, that's right. Kota Bushi's been spotted with Obari and uh, what's his name? They were at the starting guy with the hat. No, 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 that's not Rosie Ogawa. Um, Obari and uh, what the fuck's the other guy for New Japan? They, they were Dave together Meltzer. at that, that weird-ass fucking martial arts tournament with the smoke around the ring. What the there? fuck was they were that? Japanese love that shoot fucking fighting stuff, man. That fake that worked shoot stuff. They love it. Uh, they were spotted together. That's another option, which I forgot to bring up. We get Koto Ibushi at the end of this fucking show? Now that's a fucking shock. Kotobushi comes out at the end of the show. Shit, we didn't even, I forgot to even bring it up. Brandon. Yeah, I was thinking it earlier. But it doesn't, like, I just stayed away from that topic because of every, all of the conversation behind it. But if all of that's resolved and just as a fan, that's, I mean, when I think of the most fun I've had watching Wrestle Kingdom, he's usually involved. Yeah, best match I think in Wrestle Kingdom history is him versus Nakamura. What about the brainless Katsuyori Shibata? Yeah, I don't think he's he, wrestling. He, he fought Tom Lawler a couple days ago. He can't. In, in the smoke, martial arts. smoke room. Oh, in the smoke room cool martial arts. Thing. So did I uh, I knew about that. Barnett fought on that. Yeah, I think well, the funny if thing is. If you give Josh Barnett $100, he'll fight in your fucking basement. That dude doesn't give a fuck. You need that dude in the gut. The guy fell over. I, um, I think that's going to be one of those shows that's lost to history because there was no stream of it. Yeah. Like, we're never going to be able to see it, which kind of sucks. Because I was really, like, looking for it for a minute there. I just... All the footage I've seen is all handheld cameras from, like, phone videos from the stadium. I haven't seen any, like, feed of it. I know. What a strange fucking thing. I genuinely was, like, for the first time in a while, I was dropped everything. I was like, I'm going to buy this and watch it right now. Hmm. Couldn't. Chris? No, I was just going to say, fucking Josh Barnett. (laughs) Dude's out of his fucking mind goes to where did he go to Poland and fought to beat the shit out of some tattooed guy on some Russian streaming service <laughs> kick the dog shit out and that was legit it was bare knuckled the fucking tattooed guy looked like he had get hit by a fucking like meat grinder Jesus Christ oh my god the fucking... tattoo guy from AW that came out and beat up uh that t- I'm tuned out because of Keith Lee <laughs> 
All the women. It, it might as well have on that. All the women that you have on that roster that we don't see. All the top talent women. We get five minutes a fucking week, and you're wasting time on this fucking dude with the tattoos on his face. We will talk about this in our year end. We're gonna have yeah, a big I'm discussion sorry. our best of. That's another thing. Real quick, before we close up, and we're starting. And Brandon, you have any final thoughts before we move on? No, I was going to say, Chris, I think you had one rant in you about 2023 well, wrestling. I don't want to lose to. Save it. Save it for no, the No, I'm going to say that, but I do have something okay. else oh, okay. I, can, I can go to. Jim. Go ahead. This is more directed at Jim. Um, what I do? Well, there was a death in the, in the let's say, uh, Philadelphia area independent wrestling scene. Dennis Carluzzo? No. One of Jim's favorite people in the world throughout history, favorite entertainers ever, and he was loosely involved in the independent wrestling scene in the area. Fred Schreiber. Do you know who that is, Jim? No, I have no idea. He may also be known as the colloquial the colloquial Fred the Elephant Boy from the Howard Stern oh, show. Fucking <laughs> guy sucks. It's the Fred the Elephant Boy as at SW. I think he may have been on <laughs> Oh yeah, I remember this guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fucking well, dude. You you won. He's dead. Good. I win. <laughs> I said, Jim doesn't like me. And they were telling they were talking about him on Stir today and they were saying how he used to show up at everything. And I'm gonna tell this story even though we don't talk about this kind of shit. Good. This guy went to go meet Gary Delabate at a signing. Gary Delabate being a one uh, of the stick. Stern. Producers of Stern. Producer, yeah, but yeah. not everybody might listen. Everybody shouldn't if you don't get serious. I'm it's done. I'm, I want to end this. I'm, I'm eliminating go, go, birds. Go. He goes to this uh, this autograph signing at an auto dealership, and on his way on the subway, he shits his pants. <laughs> Who, the elephant boy? Yeah, the elephant boy. He shits his pants on the subway. And instead of going home and changing his pants, he throws his underwear out. He was wearing shorts, so he shows up at the autograph signing with driblets of shit on his leg and socks and he was cleaning them off with a tarp a tarp (laughs) yeah like there's a tarp somewhere he's wet and they play the audio and 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 gary says uh fred were you uh cleaning the shit off your legs with the tarp he said yeah that's what i had to live (laughs) that's where i have to live that's where i had that's when i had to leave that's uh, what I decided time to go. <laughs> Not while you were sitting on this walking around with shitty fucking drawers. Shit himself on the subway. <laughs> Ran down his leg and he's Jesus still wet. Christ. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Glaze dead. I, I think of, I think he was at a CZ not CZW three PW show we went to and okay. one of the guys that was <laughs> threw a Gatorade bottle at his fucking head, missed the edge. <laughs> Mind you, the guy that threw it's a horrible individual. Nice. Whew. That's a good one, though. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Elephant Boy. All right, right, let's go through this real quick. Stuff we're going to talk about for our best of, because we're going to be talking about, I think, two weeks. I mean, start start getting your shit together, because I think two weeks is when My shit do. together. Oh, my shit is not together. Right, start getting your shit together. Two weeks, because next week we'll do Wrestle Kingdom. We'll review Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, best pro wrestler, all genders. Here's the categories. Favorite pro wrestler. All genders. Um, best match, favorite match, best show, favorite show, favorite moment, worst moment, biggest surprise, best storyline, best newcomer, hardest to watch, of course, because wrestling is hard. We're going to do best promotion of the year, and we're going to do breakout star of the year. And we're also going to predict for next year what we think, some of these categories. 
You know what I mean? Like breakout star, best where we're gonna gonna go, gonna go in 2023. So Chris, save your rant for next week because we'll all have one. Okay. Or two weeks. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Any final thoughts before we get out of here? Reloading. No, I'm in. Uh, see if we stay up tonight. Um, oh, I'll be texting you at some point if you if your phone's buzzing, you know who it is. All right. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. We'll see what we get. Hopefully we have something fun to talk about next week. Oh, I know we'll have something fun to talk about next week. Hopefully we, we get some more fun. some surprises. Yeah. Chris? Final thoughts? Nah, we nailed it. All right, awesome. R.I.P. Fred the Elephant Boy. Yeah, fuck him. His shitty legs. <laughs> tarp, tarp. A tarp. A tarp. Legs. Arguably the worst thing to try to clean yourself with. Not the worst thing to clean anything with. Is you might as well use a plastic bag. Like, what the fuck are you doing? That happened to me before, I, though. I had to, known I had to for being completely unabsorbent. Once, me. <laughs> it repels. <laughs> Plastic. Uh, Let me use this Tupperware to clean the shit off my ass. <laughs> All right, thanks for joining us. God, you week. were just about to tell a story when you had to do yeah, something, yeah. Jim. I want to hear it. Uh, okay, once one time I was, I have white shorts on because it was the it was the late '80s, early '90s. And I had diarrhea, so I went in the woods and took a shit. And I used my underwear to wipe the shit off. But then I started sweating because it was summertime. Oh, and I had to no. call for help. I called for help and got picked up. Delivery under delivery shorts? No, no, no. I had to get taken home. I had to do a full hose. I shit my socks. There you go. There you go. Oh, that's so good. Uh, I like every once in a while, once or twice a year, we get a new diarrhea story. I've got got 90% of them are from Jim. Yeah, it's all I do. I'll tell you this. I've been one of the things I've been happy about in 2022 was the emergence in my Instagram reel speed of people trying to light their farts on fire and the bulge appearing in their underwear. I I think they're fake, but they're still funny. Who cares? They're still funny as shit. I love it. Don't take away the magic. That's one of the the last uh, phases of losing self-respect is becoming comfortable with uh, the amount of times that you look down and there's shit all over your legs and socks. (laughs) There's not much. If you can tolerate that, there's not much. (laughs) When you go from partner to patient, yeah, that's a good time in life. (laughs) I'll never forget we're working. This guy's probably long dead, so I don't give a shit. We're, We're working. I was working at Pizza Hut. And we had this dishwasher, and he was fucking. I mean, he was just—he was just a giant. He Frank was Golden. not even giant. Frank Golden. He was a fucking bottle of whiskey. That's all he was. He was a walking bottle of whiskey, <laughs> and he had this weird stutter, right? Where he'd be like, "Hey, hey, Chris, oh, can you make me? <laughs> can <God>. you make?" Shut up, Chris! Hey, Chris, could you make me a large pizza with slight, slight, slight tomatoes? <laughs> like, he would like it was a record skimming. Slight, slight, slight. <laughs> I never heard anybody stutter like that in my life. Well, one day. What, he, wait, what is he saying? Slight? Slice, slice tomatoes. tomatoes. Can oh, you make well. me a. Slight, slight, slight. It's like somebody was scratching on a record. And of course, <laughs> of course, before Jimmy and I really, you know, basically fucking overran it. Our attitudes overran the entire fucking place. Everybody was like quiet. Nobody would talk about this shit. And then one of us brought it up and a couple of the managers who were like, you know, fucking 22 
were just fucking lost their minds because they they were like they they always wanted to say it but they were afraid to and you know, we're allowed to. Fun. and they started fucking crying laughing but anyway my buddy was working with me and he comes around the corner i was the early out and he's like you're closing tonight i was like no i'm not he's like yeah yeah like, no i'm not he's like i'm like why what the fuck he goes frank shit his pants <laughs> big smile is like like you motherfucker and i listen to the dish room and i hear i don't know what happened it just <laughs> came out <laughs> and shit i had to take the bus home with shit all over his pants alcohol man oh god funny story about that pizza <laughs> funny story about that pizza maybe i told this story on the podcast maybe if i have it let me know Oh, it needs to be told again. Okay, so I used to go out with this girl <laughs> in the corner, and uh, I wasn't allowed to leave my used condoms at her house. I had to take them with me, and I throw them down the sewer. That's where I used to throw them, down the sewer. So my hands would come, my hands would smell like rubber and fucking <laughs> Don't worry, I did wash them. When I, Once I got to work, I washed them. But one time I forgot to throw it out, and it was still in my pocket. Ooh. So when I went to the bathroom to wash my hands and I realized that it was still in my pocket, I just laid it across the divider of the toilets. like <laughs> Over the top? Draping over the top. And I didn't tell anybody. And I washed my hands. And then later on, a couple hours later, <laughs> a friend of mine came running. He was like, oh, my God. Someone left a used condom all over. It was tied off. I used condom full of condom <laughs> dividers. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, well, that's crazy. Let me see. <laughs> I didn't never. I didn't tell anyone. Somebody left a fucking just condom in the bathroom. Remember, we used to go in the bathroom when people were in the restaurant. We would take a shit, just make all kinds of noise while we were shitting. Oh! <laughs> Remember one time we had a power outage there. Me and a guy went into the bathroom. We both had to shit because they gave us pizza because there was pizzas that were made and they couldn't do anything. They were like eat these things, so we eat the pizzas, and we both had to take a shit. <laughs> you couldn't see. You go into a bathroom when it's uh, fucking no power. It's fucking Black. like this. Yeah. Right? So he took a lot of paper towels and threw them in the middle and lit them on fire. So he <laughs> started a trash fire for light the pizza. Like that. Oh, yeah. see. Good shit. Oh, good go. shit. We had a good time at that place. That's so funny. To be a teenager again. Thanks for joining us this week and join us here every week at Wrestling is Hard. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Hard Number Four Wrestling. Subscribe and follow. Tell your friends. Get excited. Etenyon, January 4th, Wrestle Kingdom. It's a good time to be a wrestling fan. Get out there and watch it. Spend the fucking $7. Rent it. It's going to be worth it. For Brandon and Chris, I'm Jim, and we'll be back here next week.